Welcome to another week of uh, Seen on TV, Breaking Bad Edition, with your hosts Jonathan Deckel and Dan Litwin. A recapper, Jen McDonald. Okay, so this week started off with one of those really classic non-sequitur openers where there's a little boy um, riding around on a dirt bike in the desert picking up spiders. We have no idea what this is about, but it all becomes very clear at the very end of the episode. But before all that, um, Walter, Jesse, and Mike are trying to determine whether or not Lydia planted the, the tracker on the barrel or whether it was the DEA. So Walter basically bugs Hank's office by, you know, realizing that Hank would never like to see a grown man cry. And, um, and they realize that it wasn't Lydia. It was actually Hank's incompetent agents. So... Lydia's kind of back on board. Can I just say, by the way, not a fan. Still not a fan. <laughs> Don't get that character, but whatever. She's back <laughs> on board, and she tries to convince them the best way that they're going to get um, what they need is to rob a train. Um, so Mike is is very much against this. He wants to go back to the, the classic low-yield pseudo-cook, and um, Walter White, of course, wants to rob a train because he thinks he's Jesse James now. <laughs> and Jesse, being Jesse and being the guy who suddenly is all full of solutions this season, figures out a way to rob the train in which they don't actually, you know, have to kill the engineer or the conductor and no one has to know. And so they do this very elaborate, probably one of the most action-filled elaborate schemes on the history of Breaking Bad in which um, they enlist a bunch of different people, Cubby and Todd from the extermination company. And they do a very nail-biting, amazing heist. And everything is great. At the very last moment, they're all they're cheering. They're in the desert. They pulled it off. Everything's amazing. They look up, and they see the little boy who's on the dirt bike at the very beginning of the episode. Everyone freezes. The little boy kind of tentatively waves. Todd waves back and then pulls out his gun and shoots the little kid. <laughs> and that is how the episode ends, with all of us screaming at our televisions. Yeah. Um, well, to start at the beginning of the, of the episode, at least um, the the kind of non like out of context uh, intro, kind of mm -hmm. harkening back to season two with the you know the black and white swimming pool, and you know obviously that was a part of a uh, of a bigger season um, like plot arc. But I don't know. Th there's just something about those uh, those flash forwards or those sort of just very vague intros uh, or, or cold opens to the epi to episodes that really, I don't know, Breaking Bad does it better than anyone else to really sort of tease and, and start really ramp up the tension right at the beginning, you know? And especially uh, th this episode where nothing really happens. It's just a kid and a spy. And obviously the, the symbolism is there at the end of the episode even when, you know, after the kid is shot and then you see the spider trapped in the jar and, you know, because it's just a spider trapped in a jar. There's no deeper meaning there. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I was just, there. there's th those kinds of moments that really set Breaking Bad, you know, sort of far far and beyond a any other show. And, and just those those moments of, of tension using these sort of out of context scenes. I really thought this one was one of the best uh, self-contained episodes. Mm -hmm. uh, really kind of set, it, set itself up really ran through a bunch of plot lines. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're going to kill this person, not going to kill this person. And then a bunch of tension, then wrapped up the tension even more than the release of tension. And then the, the like, yeah. the genuine, the sweet, like, turn at the end. 
uh, I thought this was really one of the most like well written episodes as well. I thought that the whole thing from beginning to end was really well conceived. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I. I don't see where they can how they can top this episode. It's it's my favorite of the season so far, and if not, maybe the entire series. Definitely. But do you, okay, here's and I loved this episode too, and I gave it a very high rating, and I thought it was great immediately after I watched it. But then thinking about it, do you find that it was almost a little too action packed for Breaking Bad? That it it felt like there were moments where it felt a little Mission Impossible-y, or, or Heat-y, if you yeah. will, which yeah. is kind of I, yeah. I believe the which reference guess, of the entire yeah. the entire episode. Including the the nail on the head moment where mm-hmm. where uh, who was it Hank asked Hank, it. Hank was like, "Oh, we rented Heat," <laughs> which is for for those of you who haven't seen Heat, I guess spoiler alert for Heat. Uh, <laughs> uh, Heat, uh, obviously the the De Niro Pacino movie came out about fifteen or twenty years ago, mid nineties, uh, and it's basically all about uh, a heist is being pulled off, and a new character is introduced to an existing team, and said character does some, something extreme as in kill someone, which ultimately leads to the downfall of the, of the lead uh, criminal or villain. Wow, it's like it all ties together. Wow, it's, it's so perfect, so perfect. Amazing. You know, like uh, Vince Gilligan could have very well said Righteous Kill if you wanted to use a, a Pacino De Niro movie, or maybe a Meet the Parents reference for, for just De Niro. But, so yeah, obviously that, that sort of coincides with uh, the, the killing at the end of this episode. Uh, Todd is still... At first, when he's kind of, you see him working when they're preparing the, uh, the you know, burying the, the, the giant tanks, um, you know, there's this look of hesitation from Walter, you know, just trying to make sure that this guy is still, you know, we, we saw him in, in the previous episode, but he was still sort of maybe unsure about him. Um, but now, you know, without hesitation, he kills, kills a child. And, you know, it was a big juxtaposition between you know, Jesse's reaction, just like, again, anytime Jesse's around a child, most likely some, some sort of harm will, will, will come to, <laughs> yeah. to Jesse. them or her. He, yeah. All he wants to do is save people, and he just he yeah. continually yeah. kills like them. The kids, as soon as, like, you know this is just going to put Jesse in a total downward spiral because nobody wants to protect kids as much as Jesse does. And my big question is, what, what do you think Walt's reaction is going to be? Like, had, had Todd not pulled out the gun, what do you think Walt would have done? He would have poisoned him slowly with uh, yeah. some sort of with, natural herb. With a conveniently placed plant <laughs> nearby. Exactly. I feel like that kid would have died at, at Walt's hands eventually, if not immediately. Um, of course, this is, you know, a much better, more dramatic way to do it. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I mean, we already know Jesse's reaction. Hopefully he doesn't return to drugs, but I, I don't think it's going to be good whatever he does. I'm really, really, really interested in what Walt's reaction is going to be. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, and, and and I definitely agree with the the pacing of the episode was was very quick. It just just kept moving, and like they didn't really um, waste any time getting into like okay, this is what we're doing this episode. And right. I think that this was one of the the moments um, that we were we talked about a couple weeks ago. Like they don't have much time <laughs> with this yeah. season. It being yeah, obviously eight, eight episodes this summer, and then the the final eight next year. Um, they there's going to be these episodes where they, they want to get a lot done and um, they, they have to power through a lot of plot points in right. order to Especially get Especially with two rather slow episodes preceding it. Two rather slow episodes. And then, like, this, I mean, that train heist was unlike anything we've ever seen on Breaking Bad ever. Like, there have been moments where, uh, there have been moments this season where, you know, you spend a lot of time kind of tensed up. But that was like a 15-minute sequence of just nonstop action. Definitely. Yeah, it definitely harkens back to 
uh, other moments kind of throughout, throughout the other seasons where like I, I was sitting there sort of breathless for yeah. for those few minutes, just like, you know, especially when the train was just starting to pull out and Walt was, you know, being as, you know, kind of pragmatic as he <laughs> is. He wanted it to be exact. And Walt um, was not being pragmatic. Walt was being a jerk face. <laughs> that's, all, that's all like, that's Tomato, all just take a that's... step back. Like, that was, <laughs> no, no, that had nothing to do with him being pragmatic. That is him being a greedy butt face who just wants every last drop of that chemical had no like he was willing to let Todd and Jesse die for what for a few more ounces like come on I, I believe greedy butt face is technically a synonym <laughs> for pragmatic is, is my it's a technical term, term yeah it's a technical term right? I'll get the dictionary yeah there's it was it had nothing to do with logic like this is not the pragmatic scientific guy this is just greedy butt face guy right would you rather have it this way throughout the entire season, or do you no. like the kind of juxtaposition of the extremely slow episodes with the... I mean, I don't know that... I don't know. I don't find that Breaking Bad has extremely slow episodes. It's not Mad Men. So, uh, um, you know, not to slam Mad Men, but I just kind of did. Um, <laughs> I, don't, I think that the one thing that this episode kind of lacked was character, which... I'm sure that, you know, it's set up for some an amazing character-based episode next episode when we all figure out, you know, how they're going to react and how they're going to regroup after this. But I feel like it was, as great as it was, it wasn't really a typical Breaking Bad episode, and it maybe lost a little bit because yeah. of that. Yeah, it, it was a little shallow in that sense because, yeah, it was it was all action, and, and, and like and you said, it plot. obviously... And, and, yeah. and, plot, and plot, like plot. Mo moving yep. the story along. Um, but... Yeah, it definitely sets up, you know, it just raises so many questions of who Todd is. Right. Did you feel it was kind of a bit 24-ish? That's the way I felt. Yeah. Like, when they're like, when they're like yeah. in the basement, in the bunker, and they're just like, okay, let's, you know, and they... And they uh, interrogation and scene. Uh, yeah, yeah, they're trying to figure out whether she shot, whether yeah. she set it up, or some asshole, yeah. some idiot over there, some and this uh, is why butt I face. <laughs> Sorry? This is the one thing that, you know, your comment about it being one of the best written episodes... And I know I harp on this every week, but Lydia is the worst written character ever. Like, even in the span of, like, one scene, she went from being cowering, blubbering, I don't know what I'm doing, to, like, mocking them for not wanting to kill two guys and starting to negotiate a price for her, her participation. Listen, like She's alive. She's feeling great. She's got the adrenaline running. She wants some cash. I don't know. She goes she's, from, like... She needs, she needs some renovations on that, like, $12 million house she yeah, lives in. on the hillside. <laughs> yeah. she, just, she just goes from blubbering idiot to badass in, like, zero to 60, and I just... I'm getting whiplash from this character. Just you really don't like her, Jen. I really, really have. I, can I say this enough? I really do not like her. <laughs> I, I feel like I, they've got a greater plan for her. I feel like I God, so. Vince Gilligan yeah. has, has got I a greater plan so. for her. You have to have faith, Jen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, 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 yeah. May, or maybe this week, you know, Gilligan was too busy. Like, I really want a heat reference in this episode. What can I do? <laughs> oh, I forgot maybe. to write. I forgot to write Lydia. In. Okay, oh, we'll just give her a few lines. Yeah. yeah no. <laughs> That's Back to Rush's yeah. kill. Yeah. Exactly. Greater plan. How do you guys? think i mean in terms of just the pacing of this episode one of the things that really shocked me was the fact that they would throw in another major obstacle to these guys like like they don't already have enough to deal with in the what 10 episodes left in the season and now they've got a child's murder to deal with well they seem to be cruising quite a lot like right along other than the uh the occasional killing and possible scamming of money they seem True. to be you know they, they got the operation back within what seemed like very 20 quick. minutes. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> that, that is true. That is true. And, and then the police were already onto it. I like his, uh, I like the way he's playing Hank. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. poor yeah. Hank. Yeah, and then, I mean, that was when we were talking about 24. Like, that was very, like, 
it was very interesting to a, a see Walt just like in Hank's office because you're like, okay, this yeah. is something. <laughs> like a coffee butt face again. I know. Face. <laughs> but like just to prance into the DEA office and uh, come on. Yeah, He's got the hat now. The hat lets him he do does, whatever he wants. He does. That's right. I think they're doing a really great job of just of doing like a juxtaposition of Hank, who had gone through something really terrible and come out a better man, and Walter, who has gone through something really terrible and clearly has not come out a better man. And even that scene with Hank and Marie, you know, playing with Holly, it was like, this is probably this kid's future. Like, this is probably the parents that she's going to end up with, because... And better off for it, let's be honest. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Uh, what did Hank say? It's always darkest before, uh, before, before the, the dawn. dawn. Yeah, Harvey yes. Dent. A little bit of a, of a <laughs> Harvey <laughs> Dent uh, thing on monitor. So, so we got a dark night and heat. Uh, reference yes. in this episode. Clearly, uh, Vince has gone through the uh, the old DVD catalog. That's right. and is, Michael uh, Mann, Christopher Nolan. Yeah. <laughs> um, we haven't talked about it, Skyler. Uh, you feel that she's she's got she's playing the long play. She's got the long the long angle on this one. I feel like I, I don't know. I, I'm a little confused. I, I feel like there has to be something more to it because we've we've established Skyler, especially in the last couple of episodes of or last couple of seasons, as being pretty cunning and pretty smart. And I don't understand her about face this this season where or this episode where she's basically like, I will be your partner, I will do whatever you need me to do, just keep the kids away at Hank and Marie's. Like that is not a long term plan to hoist your children off on your sister. So you feel it's a suicide mission though? You think she's going in for the kill? I don't know. I mean, would Walter? I, I kept thinking, like, how would she kill him? Would she be slowly poisoning him? Well, would Walter even eat food that Skylar prepares at this point? Like, so it's such a toxic more, marriage. More Lily of the desert in the in the backyard there. <laughs> yes, I think. exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, it'll be interesting. I know. Uh, I know. Judging from the preview, her and her and Marie have a pretty big emotional scene next episode. So it'll be interesting to see if she's playing Marie or if she really has no idea what she's supposed to be doing right now. And finally, will Walter Jr. get to eat breakfast next next episode? And God, how will it I compare hope... to Skylar's delicious breakfast? And what will he think of heat? <laughs> <laughs> will he enjoy Uncle Hank's movie choices? <laughs> he seemed to enjoy uh, Scarface. That's right. So, so yeah, maybe this And is... the baby. The baby seemed to really get into Scarface. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Bad sign. All right. Well, uh, well, we'll check back in next week. Yes, I promise this time, since last time I said that and we didn't. So, <laughs> so this time I promise we'll be back next week. Where I will once again probably hate on Lydia. <laughs> but I will give her one more shot. I, I promise. But my God, am I the only one? You guys must hate her too, right? I'm, I'm lukewarm. I mean, I, it's, I'm still sort of, I, I guess maybe I, I'm placing a lot of trust in Vince Gilligan's hands. Because You're a better person than me. <laughs> I, I, I just feel like something... Something's got to, you know, you, you can't have a character seemingly so, you know, she she has dimensions to her, but she she just seems very like, oh, let's write a character in that's just going to mess everything up and just cause a headache for, for Mike and company. Also, like, continually avoid death. There has to exactly. be a reason. It's true. She's not being killed like the poor child. Also, and I'd like, I thought I would bring this up earlier, but I completely forgot. Can we talk a little bit about how awesome Landry is? Oh my God! Oh, yeah. I think I mean I, I'm wondering. I was wondering if Vince Gilligan knew um, that Jesse Plemons was Landry in in Friday Night Lights because I find like I find like his actions were so much more shocking to me just because of that casting, right? Because you you know this kid as like the nicest, most good-hearted person ever, and then he shoots somebody. 
um, yeah, I wonder if it's all intentional, if it was just kind of a nice little bonus. Jen, you have so little faith in Vince. Of course he knew. He's God. <laughs> I know. But whatever happens, I'm pretty sure that Aaron Paul is going to make me cry in the next episode because Aaron Paul and Jesse in trouble and upset makes me cry. He, he needs more fodder for his Emmy reel. He, 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 he has enough fodder for his Emmy reel. The dude is the best crier on TV right now. <laughs> All right, well, on that note... Let's all get ready for a good week.